Believe me, if I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. We are all evil in some form or another. I am not guilty. <laughs> What's going on, world? It's your boy Cuff and your girl T. And we are the Unusual Monsters Podcast. As usual, I want to kick it off and kind of introduce how we started it. And um, like I always say, my girl, she just watched a lot of true crime stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was never my thing as far as the audio versions, but whenever she spoke on it, you know what I'm saying? It shit sounded very intriguing, a lot more intriguing than when. You know, just listen to the audios. For me, it's more like I'd rather watch the documentaries and the limited series and stuff like that. But I'm so intrigued by when she speaks on it. I figured, hey, why don't we start a podcast? And uh, here we go. So what we basically do is, since she listens to podcasts um, about true stories all the time and hears stories and stuff, certain ones she'll kind of hold on to it if she brings them to my attention on the podcast here. And you guys get to see my natural reaction and see the way I feel about it. And hopefully we can get some likes, some comments, some shares, retweets, and all that good old stuff. Oh, yeah. Hit you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, what you got for us today? All right, y'all. We going local today right here in the good old soda pop. You feel me? This place take this take story, uh, this story take place in the 80s. Wait, you said this is a story that happened in Minnesota? Minnesota, right here okay, in Minneapolis, okay. St. Paul, right here. Y'all, I don't know if y'all know y'all had a serial killer. Ooh. I ain't gonna lie to you. I never knew there was one here in Minnesota. I've never known that. I mean, well, it did happen in the 80s, so you probably was a kid, probably didn't hear about it or don't remember hearing about it. Probably wasn't. But you would think a serial killer in your the state you're born, you would have heard about that at some point. You would think so. You know what I mean? I'm shocked you haven't because he's actually a pretty known like this. Like he's one of the known ones, um, and his name is kind of very well known. I've heard this one a few times. All right, go ahead with you some out. All right, so in true uh, traditional fashion, we're gonna keep it going with the name. Let me know what you think. We are gonna call him today the Weepy Voice Killer. <laughs> what you think? <coughs> well, what, what you think? As always, as always, we smoking while we recording, so you hear a little bit of coughing. <coughs> Gas. Yeah, we should have called this motherfucking tree crimes and cannabis or something. Gas. <laughs> that would have been a, that actually would have been a good little true name. Crimes true and crimes and cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Something I'm like fucking that. with that. I'm fucking with that. But that what's the name again? Say it for me again. The weepy voiced killer. All right, so once again, so far. The Stockton Killer is the only one I wasn't feeling because it was so boring. Man, so, ass, you know what I mean? I wasn't feeling that one. But, uh, get off his ass. The, we- the Weepy Voice Killer. All right. So, that, that tell me exactly what's going on with him. Um, so far, I almost wish that, you know, we could have spoke about it a little before we started recording. I don't like hearing nothing before we start. But when you said that part right there, 
I might have to edit a little, a little something there. If they got any audio of his voice, because I'm pretty sure he got a crazy voice. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna uh, edit his his voice in there somehow, some way. Yeah. But let, let, let me know what's going on with him. All right. So I do like to give a little backstory about our killer because sometimes they just be having traumatic ass shit. So let's get into it. Um, the weepy voice killer. His name is Paul. I mean Michael Paul Stefani. He was born September eighth, nineteen forty four. Anybody they got two first names, you know you're gonna have a problem with them. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't think of that now. Stop playing around. Anywho, Patty. Um he grew up on a five acre plot outside Austin, Minnesota, with his mother, stepfather, and siblings, which he was the last of ten. So they had gang in there and that bitch. Gang, gang, gang. First of all, there was all his mama kids too. She was out here getting it. That mean even the stepdaddy kids. But anywho. Okay. All right, so his mother had remarried when he was about three years old. That's when the stepfather father come into play. Um, Stefani would go on to claim that his stepfather was sometimes abusive. So what he would do, like if he was mad or come in angry after work, um, if any of the kids was like in his way or doing some shit he didn't like, he would have them stand at the top of the stairs and basically smack their ass down the stairs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was life. So it wasn't so much his mother. He just had an asshole stepfather. So um, that was that. And then he would go on to graduate from high school. Um, he would end up moving to Minneapolis after graduating from high school. So boom, boom, boom. He was in the app. Hey, my city. And he came here and he kind of was living like a little bum life. He worked little high-end jobs, fast food, grocery store, gas station, that type of shit. Um, in his 20s, he would go on to meet his wife, Miss Beverly, excuse me, Miss Beverly Lighter, uh, they did have one daughter together, and it ended kind of quickly, like uh, pretty much like a year after they had their daughter, he would go on to divorce his wife. That sounds like my marriage. <laughs> this is true crime stories. I would hate to see my man end up on this. I don't want to report on you, you petty. But anywho, yeah, so he ended up getting him a little side I'm saying it, it, it was it was short. Lasted no, it, 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 a year, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it is. Be married? Well, yeah, to be that married. short is hell. Well, yeah, to be married. I don't know. I ain't never been married before. Dating for dating for one year, being with somebody for a year, period, is short. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. like if you if you meet someone known for a year, that's like short to me. I don't know, but go ahead, my bad. <laughs> so anyway, he had a little side chick, so he basically ended up divorcing his wife, leaving his wife and kid. He basically said, "Fuck her and the kid." And left them behind, and that's the end of them in the story. And he goes on to live with his side chick. Um, during that time, I gotta work on my arms, y'all. I'm gonna work on that. He ends up, uh, <laughs> I'll get better. He ends up like during that time, he kind of acquires a criminal background, but we ain't got to kill him. He was convicted of aggravated assault and he had mental illness. I could not find anything for the life of me what the fucking mental illness was because I was so curious. I feel like we should know leading on to, yeah, you know, yeah, I couldn't yeah, find what the right. fuck his mental illness was. Maybe they're hiding that for some reason. Well, I'm sure it got something to do. So that's a little black backstory about him, but let's get into the victims. Um, and once again, we always want to send our condolences, even though this happened a long time ago. It's never any healing time on that you know what i'm saying so r.i.p to the victims r.i.p all right let's get into it 
So on December 31st, 1980, Karen... And also condolences to the family. Condolences oh, yes, to the family. I do, absolutely. Where I was, let's get back into it. I'm having some editing, boy. On December 31st, 1980, Karen Potek would be found beaten almost to death after leaving a New Year's Eve party in Prescott, Wisconsin. She would be found naked in the snow, unconscious. This would leave several, she was found with like several wounds on her body and she had a traumatic brain injury, but she would survive. So that would be his first victim. She man, these men be so aggressive. Like they be, yeah, I don't know. It kind of remind me of the choke and stroke killer, like type of deal. Like should be crazy. Yeah, anyway. he was definitely wilding out. Yeah. So after that, we didn't get a phone, like a little phone call. He hadn't started the calling in to the popo and stuff. So just seven months later, Stefani would strike again on June third, nineteen eighty one. Kimberly Compton who was just 18 at the time, was stabbed 61 times with an ice pick. That's like some some real... Uh, <laughs> like, let's first of all, just take time. My ice pick, like, think screwdriver, like, you, I damn near want to say you would have to stab that many times to get the job done because it's so small unless you're hitting somewhere. Nah, where when, he, you, when, you, when you stabbing crazy like that, I'm pretty sure within the first five stabs, you'll hit a major like, organ. Well, we made artery. Or it would be I mean, uh, artery, artery, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, yeah. Like, you, you would have hit something to where it would bleed out or whatever it may be. You you stab a person 61 times. What do they call that again? It's like uh, over premeditated, overkill. I don't know. It's a pre. It's some type of overkill. It's not premeditated. It's like um, a, 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 a revenge, a hate, a hate. Ah, it's such malice, if you will. You feel like, me? That is, yeah. But so, just to give a little backstory about this young lady, um, Kimberly had recently graduated high school and had left the small town of Pippin, Wisconsin, to come to Minnesota. So she was coming here, new to the city. She had never seen a big city, so this was exciting as shit to her. Uh, so on June 3rd, Kimberly had arrived in St. Paul by bus. So she took a little bus up here. After she had got off the bus, I guess the bus stations back then had, like, lockers where you could put your stuff, like, right. I don't know if that's still a thing, maybe. So, But at the bus station, she, like, put her little bags and stuff in the locker, and she decided she was hungry. So she just kind of looking around, peeping the scene. It's a diner across the street. She goes sit down grab her something to eat. She's looking out the window, minding her business or whatever. And little did she know, little Creek Creek Stefani was like a couple of booths away from her. He peeped that she was there alone. So what he decided to do, stroll on over and strike up a conversation with Shorty. Right? Hold on, y'all. Yeah, how old was she again? You said 18. she was 18. I just graduated. And, yeah, was new to the city life now. So basically, he walk on over, start strike up a conversation with Shorty, and she like so excited to be in the big city. She like immediately tells him that she just got here, probably I don't know, thirty minutes ago off the bus. She want a sightsee, and of course, his predatory ass. He's like, yeah, I'll take you. I can, you know, it's the city. I can show you some cool sights and show you this and that. And she accept the ride. That would be the last time Shorty would be seen alive, unfortunately. Just. Ladies, 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 ladies. We have to be more aware. We have to be, we like, just got to pay attention. Stranger danger. Mm. So a little bit high went down. She, they go ahead, they leave the diner, boom. He take her out for a ride. A couple of hours later, police will get an anonymous call uh, 
with him stating that he had killed her and where they could find the body. But when I was gonna say he called he after calls he in, killed, he calls in. So oh, that's like I did the weepy voice because he was probably uh-huh. calling. Yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. But when they called, they didn't originally go check it out. They thought somebody was like prank calling or something like that. It would actually take for some teenagers to find her body along a construction site. And yeah, why do these cops in all of these stories so far and just other stories I've heard throughout my life when it comes to stuff like this? Why does it seem like these cops get signs and calls about the stuff going on, but they ignore it though? I got nothing. Whether it's a witness telling you, hey, yo, something's going on in that apartment, something's going on in that house, or if it's a person calling themselves, like, yo, I just killed somebody, such and such, over wherever. I will say in this case, because, like, it don't really describe early on about the way he was sounding, but when you hear the audio, he sounds like, I'm going to try to demonstrate this is horrible. Yeah, you know what? I ain't going to lie. When you said we be voiced, I'm thinking I'm talking, and I'm like, you know what? His voice might have been so crazy, they thought he was playing. Like, it was, a, so it goes on later on. Well, they it gets to the point where they thought it was distorted, but we'll get to that when it goes to trial. But, yeah, so they go out, and they would find her laying face down near a construction site. And I think it's, where is it, St. Paul, near the Mississippi, uh, Mississippi River, where they're actually, yeah, like, laid there. So I guess he took her out there like, oh, it's a spot by the Mississippi River, nice right. view, and that's where they would find her. Uh, he had took her there, and he was savagely attacked her, so she was beaten. When they found her, she had no ID on her, but they were able to find out that she had been to the bus station, track her, find her locker, and they would find her stuff in there. And then they would go to the diner, but apparently nobody at the diner had actually seen them leave together, so they end up having no witnesses, no suspects, no nothing. Man, <clears throat> and while you're talking... <clears throat> I'm looking up the audio for the Weeby Voice Killer, and uh, I found it right here. I'm going to play a little bit right fast before you continue. Remember okay. where you're at right fast. I'm going to okay. play a little bit so we can, because uh, I've never heard his voice. Yeah. So we can get a better, a better understanding of how they may have heard him, you know, call and thought it was a game. Right. Okay. All right, so his voice is a little wacky. Uh, it's different than what I imagined it would be. I thought it'd be very high pitched and squeaky, and maybe it is, but he's crying, so it gives mm-hmm. it a little more darkness. But um, I gotta say real quick before you continue that those phone calls, I would have, as a cop, the uh, police dispatch, I would have responded to that. His voice didn't sound like he was playing to me. Like, he had a weird voice, but like 
it sounded like it was some type of emergency. He's like obviously crying yeah. and upset. I would have just assumed that it is some type of emergency. Right. Especially but, with him crying. You still go yeah, check out what he said. So somebody. yeah, these cops be know. tripping, man. Go ahead, my bad. But yeah, so uh, I just wanted to say when he admits to that one, he didn't call that first time right away after he had killed Campbell. Kimberly that came like later yeah on. I think those calls were in order uh so the first one was whatever he called yeah. after he after he killed the second person he called yeah right right gotcha all right so this leading into that he would then a few hours later he would call and I quote and say I quote god damn will you find me I just stabbed somebody with a nice pick I can't stop myself I kept I keep killing somebody Two days later, he would call police to say he was sorry for stabbing Compton and would turn himself in, but obviously he did not turn himself in. On June 6th, he would call again, cocky fucker, to let them know that the newspaper basically wasn't getting, there wasn't reporting the murders right. So he called to let them know, like, y'all got the story wrong, that's not how it happened type of deal. The media got it wrong. Then again, on June 11th, whimpering and in a barely coherent voice he called crying and i quote saying i'm sorry for what i did to compton man like like i can only imagine that's that second call we just heard so right 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 so going into the next victim it would be 33 year old kathy kathleen greening aka kathy on july 21st 1982 Carol Carolog, which was Kathy's best friend, drove out to her house in Roseville, Minnesota, so they could meet up. <laughs> so it's that, crazy hearing the cities and shit in my state. I was thinking yeah. the same thing while I was researching this. I'm like, that's up the street. Like, I was going to say Roseville, like <laughs> 10 minutes away, 8 minutes away. Yeah. Like, this is how close it is. That's how I was excited. Like, we right here where the shit was going on. But anywho, not, I'm too excited. This is why he wanted me to tell. Why I get so excited about this shit? This is horrible. <laughs> Horrible, but anywho, so her best friend drive up to our house because they were supposed to go on a trip to Maniac Island. You ever heard of that? Was that before your time, Maniac yeah, Island? Okay, so they was headed there. So her friend pull up to the crib. She knocking on the door. Kathy not answering. Back in the day, people be leaving their doors unlocked. So Kathy's door was unlocked. I guess it's the usual thing. So once she didn't answer, she go in. She's searching room to room. Kathy still not answering. She would end up find, finding Kathy in the bathtub, faced up with her knees, bent towards the front of the tub. And initially, when the police came out, they thought she had just drowned in the tub. His fourth and final victim that he actually murdered would be 40-year-old Barbara Simmons, a nurse on the Minneapolis side of the Mississippi River. The two had met on a... What, what, the two had met at the Hexagon Bar after Stefani had asked Simmons for a cigarette. So once he made his move, asked her for a cigarette, they end up going back into the bar, chopping it up, kicking it, having a few drinks for the rest of the night. And before she left, there would be a waitress that uh, Miss Simmons would say, like kind of jokingly before she left, she would say, he's cute. I hope he's nice since he's giving me a ride. Once they left there, that would be the last time she would be seen and she would be found the next day. There were no calls after Kathy's death, but he would call after Simmons. Stephanie would call stating, and I quote, please don't talk, just listen. I'm sorry I killed that girl. I stabbed her 40 times. Kimberly Compton was the first one over in St. Paul. So, and we also just heard that. Clip. Yeah, he said 41 times oh, okay. in the audio. But yeah, same thing, you know, same thing. I got That's it. crazy, man. 
So his way of killing everybody was stabbing them, right? Was that was his. That was his, beating them, yeah. beating them and stabbing them, beating and stabbing them. So the last victim would actually be she survived, but this is how he get captured. So Stefani picked up a 19 year old sex worker in Minneapolis named Denise Williams on August 21st, 1982. So they after they you know he take her out, they do their business. He actually have sex with this girl on their way back, sensing something was off, Stefani started traveling through a dark suburban area. So instead of dropping her back off in the city, he in the suburbs somewhere, he turns down a dark road, like a dead end road, and he would begin to attack her. Man, this dude wilding. But she, this this one that got away, right? This she gets away and this is how he ends up getting caught. Okay. Pete Gang, this is like y'all this shit is crazy how you end up getting caught. So anyway, so he ends up starting attacking Denise. He ends up stabbing her 15 times with a screwdriver this time. So he didn't up the game a little bit here. During that attack, Denise was able to uh, hit Stefani on the head with a glass bottle that was in his car. So she didn't fuck him up. He bleeding and stuff. Meantime, while this attack is going on, right, they're in a little neighborhood. So some man hears... Uh, Here's Denise screaming, and he kind of sees the attack as he's coming up. And while that's going on, Denise, a true survivor, like, she's been stabbed 15 times at this point. She started, like, really right. wrestling with him. Yeah. And I guess he sees the man coming up to the car, so he, uh, Stefani, ends up fleeing. He leaves. He takes off. And so the guy ends up helping her. They call 911, and that guy will eventually help identify Stefani. So after the attack... He get, runs back to the crib. He gets home and realizes that, like, he's bleeding. He's fucked up. Guess what he do? He call in for emergency help because he was really, he couldn't help himself stitch himself back up, and he was bleeding real bad from the head. So he called in to 911 and asked for motherfucking help. <laughs> this. So they obviously uh, attach him to the the, the, the the guy who saved their pipe called, too, and said that what just happened. They're like, oh, it's the, oh, oh, you need help. Oh, you the motherfucker we just, they just got a call about. Right. Not only that, this is how they get. So they listening to this 911 call. He's crying and upset. Bingo. It sounds familiar because at this point they have been playing his right, voice right. all over the media. Everybody know what the fuck he sound like. Yeah. That's how they kill his, catch his ass. They pull up on his ass. He do get medical attention and then they end up taking him to jail. And yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy. And he would be arrested in further investigation would be linked to the murder of Simmons. So once he got arrested for that, he would be linked to the murder of Simmons. In 1997, Stefani was diagnosed with skin cancer and had less than a year to live. He would then confess to the murders of Kim Compton, Barbara Simmons, and Kathy Green. During, oh, go ahead. That's no, you good. Go ahead, go ahead. During trial, Stefani's ex-wife, sister and a woman who lived with him testified that they believed that he was the one making the calls but just them testifying that alone like confirming that that was his voice it wasn't enough and the reason why is because they were saying his voice was so distorted they couldn't really use that as liable okay but evidence. when technology got better were they able to clean up those calls and like now like today if they wanted to they could clean the calls up and i'm pretty sure Right, okay. I mean, he he ultimately um, was convicted of Simmons' murder and the attempted murder of Denise and was sentenced to 40 years, but he ended up dying in prison in 98 from cancer, so. He was in it for like, what, a year? 
That's it. Yeah, when he get caught, I think he said ninety seven. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. He was like on his deathbed. Deathbed. Yeah, I, I hate when that happens. Really, you know, what I'm saying I really feel like those people who do these real heinous crimes, they really need to be in prison for a long time. I don't want them to die in there you from natural causes. You know what I mean? I don't want to sound evil or mean or whatever you want to call it, but I'd rather them sit in there and, and rock. Get ass beat or be stuck in solitary. And I don't, don't want to say something. nothing specific. Just being in prison alone is enough. But obviously when you do certain things, it's, there's things going to happen to you while you're in there. So whatever come with it, come with it. I just don't feel these people should be able to, you know what I'm saying, get the death, any kind of death penalty, whether, you know what I'm saying, like in, in lethal ejection or anything like that, or if it's from natural causes after being there for a year, two, three years, I don't like that neither, That honestly. ain't no justice served to these families at all, for real. And really, even if staying in there and dying from natural causes in old age, that's a little different. Even that, though, like, that's still not justice for the families either, really, though. Like, nothing really is when you take somebody's life from them in their family yeah the shit is crazy but i thought that i would share okay got to do something local so i was excited that we had a little local serial killer i don't know why i'm excited but nonetheless excited yeah that was a little crazy <laughs> i ain't gonna lie it was a little crazy though but uh let me see i, I, I ain't even think i know a question to ask you i ain't even got one today, today. Let, me think, let me think let me think let me think what can i lacking, <coughs> you lacking, y'all. what can i hit what can i hit over all right hold up give me some If you could have one celebrity boxing match against anybody, who would it be and why? Wait, are you asking, like, who would I want to box a celebrity? That yeah, I would like celebrity. To if, if, if it's a celebrity, you had to box one celebrity, uh, who would it be and why? Oh, fuck. I don't even have nobody that grinds my gears to that point. I'd be like, I just want to smack her. Oh, no. What the fuck you think of? Where is he getting this shit from? What the hell? I couldn't think of shit else. Yeah, because what the fuck? I'm prepared for some murderous type shit. I don't know. Ask me what you're going to do with Freddy Cougar jump at you right now. <laughs> Jumping off the deep end. I don't know. who. What celebrity would I think I could put some hands on? Fuck the motherfucker, man. What's a wild animal in, in the wild and the jungle that you think if you were to run into you could get away from but he can't be like a <laughs> like a, a little a little bit of a little small monkey or nothing like that you know I'm what i'm saying say uh, it, it, ooh, i think i could probably get away from like a i ain't gonna lie i think i could get away from a bear like and you know why because I have watched so many true crime stories that have led to like people disappearing and bear attacks and what they did wrong. I know what not to fucking do. I think I could get away from a bear and be cool in like a bear attack mode. I think I'd be good. Huh? How? What would you do? Like, okay, let's say if we was at camping and the bear is out, I'm gonna be that bold. I'm in the tent and the bear is out fucking around in the campsite usually i wouldn't even have to get out the tent because they'll probably leave once they get their food they kind of just go on but worst case scenario if i'm out the tent you i would move slow and kind of inch my way away but i would make sure i have something in my hand just because i have to fight it off i thought you put a stand like tall and firm yeah but slow though you don't want to make quick 
movements like too aggressive. No, nah, but I mean, you're not you're not supposed to even walk away, right? I thought though, you're supposed to like stand tall well, and the firm. The crime stories that I heard where people like did that shit, they they didn't make it. Well, they they didn't make. I, mean, it. I guess nothing's a hundred proof. I guess they didn't make it. I guess nothing's a hundred proof. Yeah, they didn't make it. And don't bears can climb trees. Do not climb a tree. You're fucked. Yeah, for real. Do not climb a tree. Now, I did You're hear fucked. some shit like, is it uphill or downhill? Bears aren't that great. Uh, and what it would, it, in my mind, it would be Because of, their, cause of their, their short uh, little front leg arms. Oh, well, it might be downhill because they could tumble down here because they short arms are for If they're going down here. I remember yeah, mentioning this one before, and it was like, nah, nigga. Be I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I thought I heard something like that before a long time Listen, ago, bro, but I don't National know. Geographics and figure it out right now. Right now. God damn it. But I'm going to start having questions for you. I don't like this because this is what I might have one question here. Right, it's going to be pertaining to some killer shit. Hold on, let me think. Let me think. Uh, I say. Hmm. I don't really got nothing. I'm too. I'm too logical. Like, uh, I feel like everything will fuck me up. Okay, <laughs> so I know a couple of people that watch this. Uh, told me that they enjoy when we talking about the purge shit. Have you heard though in Chicago? So I hate when they did these at like the little clickbait shit. They were saying there was gonna be a purge in Illinois and Chicago because they're releasing what it really is. They're releasing. I don't think these people should release. Like, if they had like. Little minor shit they're gonna release them, but even like shit like robbery, aggravated assaults and shit like that, they're releasing those people or some like it's some law that's going into effect next year where they're gonna release those people. I think I heard some some law getting passed releasing people. I'm not but sure what, what, what the law was. I'm not sure where what state it was or who was getting was released, but I think I did hear something about that. It's in Chicago. Um, so y'all be safe out there. Yeah, Back be safe out the there. Land. Hey, but once again, man. It's your homeboy Cuff and your girl T. We are here with the Unusual Monsters Podcast. Go like, subscribe, comment, share. Fuck with us. I love it. You guys are so great.